Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Breakpoint Podcast, starring myself, Frankie. And your boy, Marcus. And today's episode will be about the Wimbledon ban that has gone on in the past two weeks here. Marcus and I are a little bit out of practice and haven't done this in a little while because, uh, well, uh, our lives were a little bit busy and Marcus went to Colorado for like a week and a half, two weeks. Tell us about it, Marcus. Yeah, Colorado's a super nice place. Amazing nature. Denver, a really cool city. Um, I found out, Frank, that they use high-altitude tennis balls all over the place because they are up at uh, exactly one mile high. And uh, I'm just excited because my kickstart is going to be bouncing if we move there. Must be nice to be above six foot tall. Six feet tall. Yeah, let's go with that. Um, shout out to Dominic Team, who again lost to Benjamin Bonzi in the most recent tennis event. So that's exciting for Dominic. So happy he's back on tour and actually trying. Just kidding. He's not. Quick question, um, Frank. Very quick huh? question. How for how long until we get actually really, really concerned with Dominic team? Uh, I think if he puts up a fat goose egg for the rest of the uh, clay court season, something is horribly wrong, because if he's not doing it on the dirt, um, we're donezo. And I don't know if you saw he like was talking about how he was actually ready to go a few weeks ago, but he suffered another setback with like his forehand motion was like screwing with his wrist or like something. And he had to change his like forehand motion. Yeah. He's in a like galaxy of pain is the best way to just, just say it. Sounds Dominic like he's got some is, tennis yips as well. Like he's, this seems to be a mental barrier along yeah, with physical. I don't know intro. if you've, I don't know if you've watched any of his matches, but like he does not look good. Like his backhand is just a shell of what it was. And, um, yeah, I mean, he's just he like plays really good for a set, but like all of a sudden it just completely drops off, which is just not so, like when when someone's losing in the first round like this and this is his best surface. Um, that's a really concerning thing for me with him. Like if this was on a hard court or on grass, I'd be like, ah, it's not a big deal. But yeah, I'm, I'm concerned about Dom. Yeah, I'm concerned too, but I guess we got to give him a little bit more time. The guy hasn't played a match in a while, and maybe his wrist is really messed up. Honestly, I really do hope that he returns to uh, his previous form. I would love another contender at the top of the game because I think the men's game is getting really interesting. But that's for another conversation, Frank. You and I are here to talk about uh, Wimbledon's ban on Russian and Belarusian uh, tennis players at this year's Wimbledon Championships. This was announced about a week ago. Um, We apologize for not getting this episode out sooner, but we still wanted to discuss it and give our thoughts on uh, on the situation. Frank, I'm going to kick it off to you. Just kind of give me just your general thoughts. What are what's your reaction to, uh, you know, the whole ban? I'd like to also point out that for the first time in this podcast history, I was not the one who started the tangent. It was not my fault. You did it. You just went on another tangent when I just asked you questions. No, no, no. This is a this is an intermission. This is not a tangent. It's different. It's Definitely different. a tangent. Go ahead. Answer the Shut damn up. question. <laughs> We're so out of practice. Uh, <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, I, what do I think of it? I I disagree with it. I think that it's uh, I think it's a mistake. I think that uh, you know, tennis tennis is an individual sport, and to punish the Russian and Belarusian tennis players for the actions of their uh, home country, I think is, is really, it's not, I, I, I'm just going to say, I don't think it's very fair. Um, 
you know, they're not playing with their flags. So if they're not playing with their flags, why are you still banning them from an event? It just seems kind of backwards to me personally. I think the appropriate action has already been taken by the ATP, which was uh, no ATP events in Russia. Uh, take their flags away. Sure. Why not? Um, and Russian Davis Cup and anything like that, like any of the team aspects where you represent your country, they've been banned from. Right. So I don't really know what else, like what this does. I, I don't, I don't find it to be like super effective. Um, you know, but I don't know. I, I, I just, I disagree with it. I know there's precedence. There is a precedence. Like Wimbledon has done this before with South African tennis players um, during the apartheid era. But at the same time, like when was, can you name any like South African tennis player besides Lloyd Harris and Cliff Drysdale? Oh, Kyle Anderson. Wow. I just answered my own question. Did you just say Kyle Anderson? What's his name? Anderson. Kevin. Kevin. Oh, what? Kevin. The I guy made the. Teeth. No, dude, that's that's horrific. You you deserve <laughs> to be banned from the next episode. That's freaking ridiculous. I'm I'm very caught up with the NFL draft. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, like South African tennis is not like the power that Russia is. Like Russia has two players in the top five on the men's side alone. Um, so, you know, this is, this is a whole other sort of level. Um, yeah, I just, I just disagree with it. I don't think it makes sense, but go ahead, Marcus. Let us know what you think. Yeah, I agree with you. I got a couple of different thoughts on this. First of all, I thought it was already BS that they already started banning these flags, like the Russian and Belarusian flags. I mean, really, you're just going to leave them kind of neutral like that and naked. I mean, we all know where they're from, so that didn't make any sense to me. So you're not, that's not really hurting anybody or making a statement in my opinion. Um, and there are other countries also in this world, uh, at China, um, who also commit some serious crimes, but we don't ban their flag. Honestly, even America to a certain point, but that's a whole different story. But uh, let's get back to Russia, Ukraine here. I think it's absolute bogus that they're doing this. It's borderline illegal, Frank. I mean, first of all, all these most Russian people generally like don't mind and actually like Ukrainian folks. And a lot of them have family in Ukraine and friends in the Ukraine. So like the whole Russian population, just this is all just kind of Putin and his, you know, little inner circles, just shit show. So they don't want any part of this. Then yeah, I'd, I'd also I'd also just a quick interjection on on a point that you just made. Um, the UK government is actually reviewing this as a human rights or civil rights or human rights violation um, because it is technically discriminating against a, a group of people for where they come from. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up because that is absolutely true. It's completely discriminating against these people. And for and second of all, all these Russian tennis players, Frank. I don't know if you know this. They don't like most of them don't even live in Russia anymore. They all move because there's no not enough training resources there. It's amazing that they produce such amazing tennis players. They literally move out, move to Spain, France, whatever academies, and they never really kind of return to Russia because the living conditions aren't the best and they can make a lot of money and retain a lot of their money by living elsewhere. I mean, Daniel Medvedev moved out of Russia when he was like 16, 17. So I don't really know what good it's doing banning them from Wimbledon. I mean, you're going to ban the number two player, the number five player. And then on the women's side, I mean, Jesus Christ, half the draw is freaking Russian and Belarusian. So 
I think it's just a load of bull. I think Wimp, I, I just, it just comes off as cowardly, just kind of misinformed. Like, really, this is what we're doing. It, it comes off as illegal, which it seems to be. I don't know. I'm not a fan. I'm also not really a fan of the U.S. Open kind of saying, oh, this is under review. No, let them freaking play tennis. This is completely unfair to them. This is the only way that they're going to make a living. They have no choice in where they come from. I think it's bullshit. Yeah, no, I, mean, I don't I don't have anything else to add other than like I agree with you. I, I, I struggle to see um, how this is going to be like effective. Like what what exactly is the like i wrote down here like what exactly is the goal of the ban and the goal of the ban is probably like to make russia feel as isolated as possible from the western world and the world at large but like i don't really see how this accomplishes that because it's not like you're barring russia you're just barring like russian tennis players it's so and, specific like, and there's no don't... economic like there's no yeah. there's nothing behind it. It's just like it's oh, it's an individual sport. That's the thing like, is that it's an it is an individual sport. It's not like in soccer where you're banning them from the World Cup or you're banning them from like the teams from the Champions League stuff like that. Like you are just banning like a group of individual players, which just does not make any sense at all. Especially when you consider that the Russian number one and number two tennis player in the world, it Daniil Medvedev, like is effectively French at this point. Like, <laughs> like, and like, I'm not even kidding when I say that. Like, his racket sponsors French, his clothing sponsors French, his coach is French. Oh, and he basically lives in France for most of the year anyway. You see what I mean? Thank you for bringing that up, Frank. It's just, it's just bogus. I mean, yeah, just, I, I don't, I don't know what know, they're doing. Yeah, yeah, it just doesn't make a ton of sense to me, and I think it just kind of adds. Um, fuel to the fire and something that Alina Svitolina said that I actually disagree with pretty, pretty vehemently is that she said that Russian and Belarusian tennis players should only be allowed to play on the tour. Um, if they come out uh, against, uh, Putin's invasion. Oh, that's a brilliant idea. So yeah. That that's a Putin great idea go to get their entire family, family like, murdered. decapitated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? What are we I mean, doing? Listen, I, mean, I, I understand, like, Frank, I understand, like, for example, Alexander Dolgopolov, who's actually fighting in the war in Ukraine. Shout out to him for doing that. You know, I, I love that. Him he's and Sergey leading the front lines, baby. Let's, let's go. go. Let's go. And you know what? Big shout out to them because I love their passion for their country and they want to fight for their freedom. Fair enough. But for them to also come out and be like, oh, well, I don't think Russian play. It's like, all right, man, come on. Like, you know, the, the ha you know, like you were you literally shower next to these guys. They're your friends. And now all of a sudden you're going to say that they shouldn't be playing or that, you know, oh, they should be calling out Vladimir Putin. OK, sure. And all of a sudden you see these family members heads just rolling down the street. I mean, like it, it's like, come like do, do people not have common sense anymore, Frank. Is this what it's come down to? I mean, it's just, I don't know. It pisses me off. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I just think it's a, I, I, I think it's a very poor decision on the part of Wimbledon. That's, that's all I have to say about it. I think it's a very poor decision. And the whole point of sport is that we're able to unite uh, people, not divide them. And this very much divides them. And I think that that's kind of the problem. But on the other hand, I will say this. I thought that everyone would effectively be against this. Um, however, some of the more casual fans that I've been talking to, um, are actually for the ban. Like they are, they are for the ban. Um, and you know, I've said the exact same thing that I'm saying to you right now that, you know, it's, I think that it's tennis is an individual sport and you can't punish people like that. But, uh, the feedback that I got, which I, you know, is, is fair in a way is that tennis, despite being an individual sport, 
always has this sort of inherent nationalistic element to it. That if a Russian tennis player is playing in Russia, they're going to get hometown support. If a British player plays at Wimbledon, they will get an outsized amount of support, etc. Um, and that no matter how much we try to say that tennis is individual, like there's always an element of nationalism, right? In the sense of like, even last year, like at Roland Garros, like I said to you, like, wow, like three, uh, was it like three or four Italians in the round of 16? Like, that's incredible. And like, every time we're watching ESPN, ESPN's very quick to say like, there's X amount of Americans left in the draw and like, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, that, that is, that is partially true. You can't say that that's not true, but, um, I just still think that this is wrong. So. I mean, like, what what are people thinking that, like, I mean, we saw we saw a couple of tournaments since the Russia as you've made it in Crete. No one has gone out there and booed Daniil Medvedev or booed Andre Reblev or Arena Sabalenka. Like, what do these people expect that, like, at Wimbledon they're gonna show up and they're just gonna like boo these players? Like, to those people making those comments, like, are you really gonna go buy a ticket? Make sure that you sit in the stadium where a Russian player is and just boo him after every point because his crazy ass president <laughs> decides to invade another country. I mean, like what like what are we talking about here? Like this is I don't know, Frank, this is a bunch of baloney for me. Yeah, it would be it would be different if one of the players had come out and like been in support of like the invasion. Then obviously, like, you know enjoy you know speaking of the pit of irrelevancy enjoy the pit of irrelevancy at um, alexander Sverev. oh god i mean that's next, a separate episode next, we're separate not doing episode. that right now no nope. we're not doing that right now no nope. shout out to andre rublev for absolutely whipping nole by the way in serbia yikes dope um <laughs> uh but uh but yeah i i, I mean it, it would be different if that was the case but i think what most people need to realize is that silence on the part of the russian players is effectively like i am anti-war <laughs> that's as good as you're gonna get from them so yeah and then i think people like alina svitolina and and folks like that need to understand that you know i i get why they want them to speak out and i totally understand that you know it's also the right thing to do however take take their silence as not oh you know i kind of agree with putin take their silence as I don't want to be part of this because I don't want like my something to happen to my family back home. And I think we should leave it at that, Frank. So um, guys, if you agree, disagree, share your thoughts with us. Breakpoint podcast seven on Instagram, uh, breakpoint podcast seven at gmail.com. I know none of you are going to email us, but I don't care. We're going to throw it <laughs> out there anyway. Um, Carrier pigeon, L I double R, um you know the deal the broadway station anyway it's up on aim also yeah aim uh icq if you're in europe shout out to the germans that's a real deep <laughs> wow. throwback frank yeah yeah that's right aim and icq used to be able to communicate with each other that was hot shit back then anyways guys thank you so much for joining and uh, we'll catch you next time